Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We are officially turning the page to Super Wild Card Weekend. Welcome to NFL Now on NFL Network from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. Brian Baldinger made it through the rain and all the travel delays. He is here. Steve Weich as well. We have coaching news we'll get to coming up shortly. Gentlemen, it's beginning to feel a lot like the playoffs. And just think about last year and what the the, the playoffs – run that we all got to witness and watch. No one saw the Bengals coming. No. no the Bengals were 10-7, and seven and they, you know, they went to Kansas City. They knocked off the number one seed, Tennessee. Somebody came from the back to the front, you know, last year and watched the Bengals, and here they are again. Somebody's capable of doing that again. Oh, are, are, are you calling the Jags, Baldy? You're, you're sounding you're sound like no, there's, there's a team in the NFC that might have some, some kind of ability, okay. too. Well, Baldy reveals which team that yes. might be All coming right. up shortly. Maybe the Ravens make a run. Regardless, they're handing out some money today. We have some breaking news for you. Within the last hour here on NFL Network, Ian Rappaport threw it out there first. Roquan Smith has a new deal. Congratulations to Roquan, the former Bears first-round pick, celebrating his Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship last night with $45 million fully guaranteed, 60 in the total guarantees, and $20 million a year, repping himself. No fees on that. Yeah, no agent fee. First right. off-ball linebacker to get that kind of money. Tom Pelissero, Mike Garofolo with me now. Let's tie this all together. Don't have much of an update on Lamar Jackson. We'll get to John Harbaugh a little bit later. But this does, Tom, now free up Eric DaCosta to use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson if they so choose this offseason. That's right, Andrew. Teams can only use one tag, and the Ravens would have had a choice between Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you would lean toward the quarterback, but ideally you would want to get one of these deals done, and that's what the Ravens did today with that five-year, $100 million deal that they got done with Roquan Smith. 
We'll see the precise details on it, but certainly it appears to be, on initial glance, a strong deal for a guy who's made a big-time impact since he was acquired from the Bears prior to the trade deadline. Now, this sets up the situation with Lamar Jackson, who now can be franchise-tagged. That does not necessarily mean that Lamar can, wants to, or will play on the tag, but it is the option that the Ravens have. If you look back through the course of time in situations like Kirk Cousins or like Dak Prescott, you need to play on the tag at least once, get tagged a second time before you can get close to unfettered free agency. That's a choice that Lamar is going to have to make. He has turned down offers in the past because he wants a fully guaranteed contract that has yet to arrive for him. So an interesting few months ahead, but this Roquan Smith deal does clear the path here for how the Ravens may approach this offseason. Yes, and let's see what happens in the short term with Lamar Jackson with regard to his status for this week. I know there's been reports and rumblings that there's optimism and he's got a strong chance to play. Uh, I'm not gathering a whole lot of that. I I still want to see what happens throughout the week, and he's got to get out there. He's got to test it. He's got to feel right. He's certainly going to have a say in the matter. So it's potentially possible that the Ravens could once again end their season without having Lamar Jackson for an extended period of time, which would stink in the short term, but also for the long term, certainly have uh, an impact on those negotiations should they go the route of franchise tagging him and then trying to get a deal done later. There's a lot of Things that need to fall into line here before the Ravens can get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson. So, Andrew, I say it once again. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And John Harbaugh said yesterday, I have no update. And it wasn't, is Lamar going to play? The question was, is Lamar going to practice? He hasn't even practiced. We haven't sat here and said, hey, Lamar Jackson on the field today, he was limited. He's not even limited yet. And you got to get on the field before you, you get out there on game day. And there's... As you said, a lot going on here and a lot of unanswered questions. Right. We'll see. Ravens are obviously a better team and a different team when he is out there. They have a chance to win this game with Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley couldn't even go last week. Anthony Brown had to start. Let's get to the other Harbaugh brother. That would be Jim Harbaugh, currently the head coach of the University of Michigan, formerly the head coach in the NFL, obviously, with the San Francisco 49ers. Tom, tell me about his interview with the Broncos Monday. Andrew, the Broncos did interview Jim Harbaugh on Monday. I was told the sides talked for over two hours, the most substantial step yet toward Harbaugh potentially returning to the NFL. This comes just days after he put out that statement saying that he expects to be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023, and perhaps he will. But Harbaugh has been evaluating his NFL options in recent weeks here by accepting this uh, this interview with the Broncos he now has emerged certainly as a top candidate for that team he's not the only candidate though in Denver they are interviewing their defensive coordinator Ejiro Evero today of course they have sought and received permission to speak to Sean Payton who remains under contract with the Saints they would need to work out a trade depending how things go with an in-person interview that can take place no sooner than one week from today and they've got several other requests out as well for other coaches including Dan Quinn Raheem Morris and D'Amico Ryans as well I was going to yes. give you a chance to jump in there. Everything. Yeah, if you want. Okay, to. well, I'll just say I want to see how Jim Harbaugh interviews this time around because I gathered last year it wasn't the greatest uh, of interview sessions, although he may have already had his heart set really on going back to Michigan, which he has already laid the groundwork for with that statement last week saying he would enthusiastically expect or expect 
We, have we figured out what how how it was phrased again? There was I'm something about enthusiasm and expectation. I'm going to keep talking long enough to I'll give you a chance to pull here. up the statement. There were expectations and enthusiasm about returning to Michigan, but really never slammed the door. And the reason for that is because he's interviewing with NFL here teams, uh, which began with the Broncos. Go. He expects to be enthusiastically coaching. Didn't say he was enthusiastic to be coaching, but he expects well, to be coaching. I'm glad coaching he's not expecting enthusiastic. Yeah. I'm glad he's not expecting to be coaching unenthusiastically because no one would want that, but I understand that that's part of his whole trademark. Lethargically deal. coaching. What's up, Baldy? He liked that one. I do like can, that can I just take you? Can we take camera one here, real quick? Baldy, while Tom was talking uh, about uh, the Ravens earlier, yes. Baldy is up here doing this, taking a selfie of everybody. Uh, you know, I was just okay. trying to. <laughs> so, the, dude, the dude went through like hell to get here. I was no, I, I'm thrilled that but, he is but, here. But Andrew, I was very enthusiastic. No, I'm not take throwing you under the bus. I, I just want to explain that sometimes it may appear like Mike didn't know he was following there, or, or Tom might finish, and I'm like, wait, what did he just say? It's because, like, over here sometimes Baldy's taking a selfie, which is why we love Baldy as well. Love it. Okay. Now let's get back to the regularly scheduled news portion (laughs) of this program. The Georgia Bulldogs won a national championship last night. Kirby Smart's going viral here, firing up his team before the game. That was fantastic. Uh, Todd Munkin is the offensive coordinator who has been a coordinator, obviously, in the NFL as well. Tom, is the NFL calling again? Well, certainly if the NFL calls, my understanding is Todd Monken would answer that call. He had some success in the NFL. You go back to his three years as the Buccaneers offensive coordinator early in the Jameis Winston era when Ryan Fitzpatrick was there as well. He had a top 10 offense in two of those three seasons, then went to Cleveland. Freddie Kitchens was the one calling the plays there, ultimately ended up at Georgia where he had one of the most prolific offenses in the country. There's always a lot of movement at this time of year. There are not a lot of experienced play calls out there in terms of guys who are not currently employed by other NFL teams. Keep an eye on Todd Monk, and his name popped up again this year on the ready list for head coaching candidates that the NFL Football Operations Department sends out to all the clubs. Don't sense that he's going to have head coaching interest right now, though he was close to getting the Packers job when it went to Matt LaFleur. Keep an eye on him, though, as a potential NFL offensive coordinator if the right situation arises. Yeah, he's been a college head coach, obviously, as well. As luck would have it, Mike, there are offensive coordinator positions open, including one now in Tennessee. Todd Downing fired by the Tennessee Titans yesterday, along with three other assistant coaches. Now, Downing did have that DUI earlier in the season after that victory uh, in Green Bay, but they didn't fire him at the time. So this is more about performance on the field. And Downing took a lot of heat for a lack of offensive explosiveness, but... He had an injured quarterback. Uh, He also had a lack of A.J. Brown. They already fired the guy that they feel was responsible for that, general manager John Robinson. So Downing was just seems like trying to play to the strengths that the team had kind of built around Derrick Henry and a strong running game. Uh, Traylon Burks was also out of action a bit and also learning as a rookie. So uh, Downing did the best that he could, but uh, the Titans are moving on trying to find someone else and a different identity on the offensive side of the ball. Meanwhile, the Steelers are evaluating their coaching staff and offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Mike Tomlin spoke to the media, I believe it was yesterday, uh, saying that he's not yet ready to determine uh, what's going to happen with Canada as well as the rest of the coaching staff. But seemed like he was leaning toward having Canada return for another season, saying that he got better as the season went on, as did the entire team. Tomlin saying that uh, Canada's progress and the offense's progress with Kenny Pickett at the helm was, quote, 
encouraging. So we'll keep an eye on that one. But if Canada returns, it would not be a surprise at all. So in other words, he didn't want to. Anybody remember the South Park song from like 25 years ago, Blame Canada? <laughs> Anybody? That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Tell us I'm not going to sing it because we'll get sued. But yes, it's a good song. Baldy's laughing off camera, which is all I go for. I'm Thank you, Tom. Selfie. Thank you, Good. Mike. <laughs> Gentlemen. Take a seat. To a far more serious subject here, we are all very, very happy that DeMar Hamlin is back in Buffalo. But he is not out of the woods yet. He said he's not quite home yet. Put that on Twitter today. Still doing and passing a bunch of tests. Special thanks to Buffalo General. That's now where he is getting his mm. care. From Cincinnati back to Buffalo. Uh, said the care has been great. Keep praying for him and DeMar. You know that everyone is. As we get ready for the Dolphins and the Bills coming up here um, in the Super Wild Card round. The Bills beat them a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday night in Buffalo. They have dominated the Dolphins the last few years in Buffalo. If the Dolphins are going to win this game, they need to run the football as they did on that Saturday back in December. But can they, Steve? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it depends on who's playing quarterback. I mean, if Tua is cleared or if Teddy Bridgewater is back, then there's the threat. Buffalo has to sit back and say, okay, they do have a quick, short, intermediate passing game that we've got to protect against. But if not, and you got to go in with Skylar Thompson, then they're, we're just going to stack the box. They're already good run defense, Baldy. Mm-hmm. They've got linebackers who can run with the running backs coming out of the backfield in the short passing game. So, I mean, you're, you're seeing right here, look at the speed. Look at Terrell Edmonds coming I mean, just, just coming in. And, yeah, Matt and then Milano. Yep. Matt Milano, they can run. So they've got the edges. You're seeing the corner come up here in force. So Miami has got to get some type of traction. But, again, I think, you know, the quarterback situation could dictate things and also how they design their offense for this game because Buffalo is playing really, really solid against the Rockets. Well, the one thing, you know, hidden in that game that happened Sunday down at Hard Rock Stadium in uh, South Florida was uh, in that game that no touchdowns were scored, uh, the Dolphins ran the ball really well. Uh, both uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeffrey Wilson Jr. both ran the ball real well against a good Jets good defense. defense. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty encouraging. They did it without – Teron Armstead at, at left tackle. So that was pretty encouraging because uh, whether Skylar Thompson has to go or not go in this game, we don't know yet. But uh, it's, it's good that they were able to control things on the ground a little bit. And Mike McDaniel would not rule Raheem Mostert out yesterday, but he does need surgery on the broken thumb. It, it certainly is not sounding optimistic. In that game week 15 on yeah. the Saturday night, yeah. he had that great first quarter run for 67. Yep. He finished with 136. Ivan Ahmed ran well as well. I mean, they had nearly 200 yards yeah. on the ground. They got to get back to that formula. They got big, pl- they got big passes that game. Jalen Waddle yes. for a touchdown yep. and to Tyree Kill in that game. And that. That the threat of the run game and with Tua, that opens up all those slants, all that in-breaking stuff over the middle of the team. Tua is still the number one rated quarterback in this league after 18 weeks, even though he's missed a bunch of times. He's still the number one rated quarterback. And McDaniel wouldn't even go there with Tua yesterday either. This is the weekend schedule. We mentioned could have rain in San Francisco. Then we have the Jaguars and the Chargers in the late window on Saturday. That Miami-Buffalo game is your first game on Sunday. It's going to feel like a normal Sunday. A 1 o'clock Eastern time pick for the Dolphins and the Bills. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. 
See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot all right, so some breaking news here on NFL Now. Ian Rappaport reporting the Ravens have a deal with Roquan Smith. What, what a deal they made, by the way, to get him from the Bears. The guy bet on himself. Bears decided to trade him. You know, Ravens didn't give up much, but they gave up a lot here on the contract. Five years, $100 million, 45 fully guaranteed, $60 million in total guarantees. Congratulations, Roquan Smith, the first off-ball linebacker, Ian says, to get $20 million per year in average. Roquan Smith did the deal on his own. Save some money on that one. Good job. Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Broncos yesterday. The University of Michigan head coach had a virtual interview with the new Broncos ownership group. All right, so there's that to ponder. In Carolina, Steve Wilkes is getting an interview today. He also gave uh, a final statement for that interview on Sunday when he won another one. Got six wins after Matt Rule got fired and got his team to 7-10. and 10. And in the conversation for the NFC South title, Jim Caldwell also getting an interview. Five head coaching vacancies right now. Added within the last 36 hours, Houston and Arizona to the list of Denver, Carolina, and Indy. Jeff Saturday has already said he wants that job after holding it on an interim basis. Here's the GM Chris Ballard. Look, I failed. I'm not going to sit up here and make excuses. Failed a lot of people. Um, highly disappointed, you know, about where we're at, how the season went. You know, I never take lightly what's at stake here. And it's not, you know, the wins and losses, but you know, people's lives are on the line. Players, families, coaches, families, front office, people in this building. And I don't ever take that lightly. And, you know, I'm disappointed. Um, disappointed where we're at. And ultimately, it falls on my shoulders. 
I know there's doubt. There should be. Absolutely, there should be. Uh, the criticism, it's warranted. Criticism, you know, regarding my job and what I've done, it's warranted. But I'm still, I've not lost any confidence in what we can build here. Chris Ballard, Colts GM on the podium this morning, also said, hi there, Jim Trotter, joining the conversation that, hey, I fired myself 50 times this year. I mean, he over and over again said how much he deserves in the blame. There are plenty of people, however, that from afar will say, well, ownership deserves a lot of the blame here as well, putting Jeff Saturday in a position that he had never been in before. Saturday made it clear yesterday that he would like this job full-time. He went 1-7, which is statistically the worst interim head coach performance that we've seen in the NFL in over a decade, Jim. What's going to happen now? Uh, I agree with the latter point, that this is about ownership and not as much about Chris Ballard. Um, Jim Irsay was involved in a lot of things that went on this year, from the firing of Marcus Brady to the change of starting quarterbacks and to the hiring of Jeff Saturday with no experience. So I don't think this is as much on Ballard as, as it is on Jim Mercy. And I'll ask you this, Andrew, is there anyone out there who truly believes that Jim Mercy does not want to give this job to Jeff Saturday? I think most people believe seems, that. Sure seems most people believe I mean, that's the reality of what it is. So in my opinion, I think it's Jeff Saturday's job to lose. And Chris Ballard is going to have to talk Jim Irsay out of hiring Jeff Saturday is what I believe based on what we have seen this far. And look, here's the other thing. It's so interesting about how owners handle this situation. Jeff can go one and seven, as you said, and still be in a position to say, I want this job. And, and we still think that in all likelihood or that the owner would like to hire him. And then you look at other situations and the job that Steve Wilkes did down in Carolina. And the owner doesn't even show up for the final game to say thank you to the players and Steve Wilkes for playing the way that they played down the stretch and going six and six. And you look in Houston, where David Culley gets a one and done, and Lovey Smith gets a one and done. Well, the Lions, look at Lions ownership. They were patient with Dan Campbell. He won only three games last year, and how was that franchise rewarded? So I still think that we focus sometimes on GMs, but really it all comes down to ownership here and who they want and how they do their business. And the way that they have done their business in recent years has been laughable, to be quite frank with you. Yeah, look, Jim, Jim, bingo. It comes down to how ownership handles it, and that's where any prospective head coach has got to look at his situation and say, do I want to work for that owner? Because there's a reason why certain teams are hiring coaches every three or four years over and over and over, and usually the constant is ownership. Now, getting to this Colts job, it's just really interesting because Chris Ballard is there, but is he going to have any other say-so? other than basically being a scout. Will the head coach, whether it's Jeff Saturday or whomever, be the shot caller all the way across the board? seems like Jim Ursay is being very heavy-handed, as this as Jim pointed out. I mean, Ursay has been involved publicly with a lot of stuff. I mean, the video he made last year when the, when the team and Carson Wentz flopped late in the season. In front of the plane. In front of the plane. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just all that. So who wants to go work for that? I mean, that's going to be part of it. You know, but that said – you know, the Colts may feel they've got a lot more talent than they actually do, that they're going to be competitive. But so they that's don't. An itch- Go ahead, Jim. But they don't. Right, exactly. They don't have as much talent as people but they, but they, But they might believe it, even though the GM just sat up there and told us, I have failed. I would have fired myself well, 50 times. They don't have the quarterback. 
first and foremost. And without the quarterback, I mean, it doesn't really matter how much other talent is out there. And Ballard said the right things today about making every move possible to go get that quarterback. They're picking fourth, but they don't have that guy now. And some players, Jim, by the way, say they like the way that Jeff Saturday changed practice. They like the way that he held players accountable. That's great. But on game day, other than that first game against the Raiders, they were pretty bad. Let me let me tell you something here, about interim coaches. And, Jim, you can follow me on this. I've rarely heard in all my years of doing this, decades of doing this, players say that they dislike the job that an interim coach has done just because it's different than the head coach changes is good sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. No, no, you're good. But let me say this about um, their personnel. Andrew, you talked about the quarterback position, and you're right. They don't have a quarterback. But it goes much deeper than that on offense. When I was at one of their games this year, one of their assistant coaches said to me, we have over $250 million invested in several players on our offensive line, and those players are paying are playing like they're being uh, paid $2.50. So if you think this is simply about the quarterback position, it is not. They have issues up front. They lack depth in certain other areas on that offensive unit. And so from that standpoint, I say to you, it is not as good as some may look. We keep thinking about this offensive line as that a few years ago when it was one of the best in football, and it is not that now. So there are a lot of things to take into consideration when it comes to the Colts. And there are plenty of people that say, hey, you want to keep Jeff Saturday, have him you know, fix the offensive line. That's his specialty. And maybe go get a head coach somewhere else. Don't know if that's going to happen, though. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Steve. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. All right, you're watching NFL Now. You're looking at, with all 18 weeks played, mm. the new Dan Hanzoos 
wild card. It should say super wild card power rankings. The 49ers have won 10 games in a row. They are clearly the number one team in football, right? I mean, they should be ahead of the Bills, Dan Hansus. 10-game winning streak, longest active streak in the NFL. That makes sense? I think so. That's why I have them at number one. Now there's some pushback internally in the building. Rosenthal, for for example. Who does he want? The Patriots? He says all three AFC teams should be ahead of the Niners. And okay, whatever. But I need to to look at it from different angles, okay? Not only, yes, are the Niners riding a 10-game winning streak. They are healthy. Brock Purdy's turned out to be a revelation. I also kind of like their path. If this is about what are power rankings, it's nebulous or nebulose, as Michael Scott once said. But uh, getting to the Super Bowl, I like their path. The Eagles are in a, a, a place right now where I think they're vulnerable. The rest of the NFC doesn't really do it for me. I think the Niners are going to roll straight through January. Okay, well, we'll find out. They I'll be wrong, of course. But Look, if you're wrong, then we'll talk about it on the next yeah. show, and it'll be even more interesting. You have the Eagles, by the way, down at five. You have the Cowboys sitting here. At six, despite the egg they laid week 18 with at least going in something to play for. Six? Is that too high? Maybe. I struggled with it, Andrew. I didn't want to overreact to week 18 and how poorly they played, but it also was a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a funky uh, week 18 in general for a lot of teams. It does concern me, this Dallas team, given their history, given the organization's history, they haven't won a road game Andrew, since January, in the playoffs since January 93, you had the Rex NFX rump shaker cassette single at that time playing. 93. Yes. I, was I looked up the Billboard Top 100. Uh, I think I was listening to the Guy CD. Remember Teddy Riley? And oh, Guy. yeah. Okay. But you could have had the Rex NFX. I, I might have, yeah. Um, so it's been a long time since the Cowboys, you know, leveled up on the road. But it's the offense and the sloppiness of the offense. I think the defense, even not playing at their highest level right now, will take care of business of Tampa and their inconsistent offense. But can Dak play clean football? Can they move the ball? Can the Vikings stop anybody? You have the Vikings here at 10. They are a polarizing team, certainly. They give up 400 yards a game, yet they somehow find – I mean, like, like Week 18 against the Bears, it was, it was a comfortable victory. We haven't seen that very often for right. this team. But you have them, like, behind the Lions. We'll get to the Lions in a second. You have a a team that didn't make the playoffs ahead of the three seed in the NFC. Yeah, and what I think about the Vikings' regular season, what other people think, whether you think that their 13-4 and division winners should be treated as a team that should be respected and dangerous, or you see them as having kind of a fluke season, none of that matters anymore. Because the great thing about the playoffs, as you know, Andrew, is, like, the postseason shakes out the contenders and the pretenders. So... I know there are maybe more high-octane games to watch in wild, Super Wild Card Weekend, but Giants-Vikings is going to be fun. And just because I want to see how this Minnesota team looks now that it's the playoffs and all that other talk around them goes out the window, I think they could beat the Giants, but I kind of like New York in that game. A couple of weeks ago, the Vikings needed a 61-yard Greg Joseph field goal to beat the Giants. Now... As for your Lions, for those who don't know, Dan did a whole podcast every week on Hard Knocks and the Lions, so I know you love them coming in. Are you saying that colored my analysis? I do think it did, but I also know that no one wants to play the nine, the Lions. Now no one has to play the Lions. Yeah, and I struggled, like, should a team that's not in the playoffs be in the top 14 of the power rankings? But ultimately, this is a final snapshot of where this regular season finished. And we talked about the Cowboys 
Do I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Lions right now? I'm not even sure about that, but I don't want to go crazy and put the Lions near the top five. That said, it was a season of huge progress for Detroit. Everyone saw it, and the Sunday night was a perfect cap. The way that how well coached they are, the offense always stepped out, stepped up throughout the season, and the defense improved. I'm happy for Aaron Glenn, their DC, Ben Johnson. Both those guys could get jobs. Watch out for the Lions next year. Expectations will be higher, of course, but they've earned them. Hey, look, you have three teams in your top 14. 14 teams make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs. The Lions at 9, the Packers at 12, the Steelers at 13. The Dolphins are in. You have them at 17. Last week they were 20. So as Dan always likes to say, they are not the power standings. They are the power rankings. rankings. I, I see it as courageous that I would do such a thing. But I'll let other people decide. Calling himself a hero. <laughs> Dan Hansus, everybody. All right, so as we stand now, there are five head coaching vacancies in the NFL. The two most recent after Week 18 were the Texans and the Cardinals. Candidly, this might change again after a super wild card weekend. You never know. But right now, there are five vacancies. Let's try to make sense. As we told you before, Jim Harbaugh interviewed virtually with the Broncos yesterday. James Palmer is in Denver. Jim Trotter, Steve White with me here as well. Oh, look, hey, I'm on a single. Um, James, let's start, if we could, with another team you've covered a lot, not just the Broncos, but that would be the Houston Texans here. They have now gone one and done with head coaches in consecutive seasons. David Culley and now Lovey Smith. If you're a coaching candidate there sitting down for an interview, what questions are you asking to the other side of the table? Andrew, there's several questions, and I'll get to them, but the first one is the most important one, is that asking Nick Casario who's going to be running this along with owner Cal McNair is, are you going to give me time to rebuild this organization? How can you sell me on the fact that you are going to be patient after, as you mentioned, you went one and done with David Culley and one and done with Lovey Smith when I've been down there covering that organization a lot over the last year, where they've been very open with saying they believe they're several years away from being a true contender in the NFL, yet you still continue to move on from these head coaching candidates. Now, the other question I would have is, how is the process going to be as you're interviewing me? Because it's been different over the last couple of seasons as they've been churning through these head coaches. I remember two years ago when they were looking for a general manager and a head coach to help out ownership, they hired a head coaching searching committee that included Tony Dungy, included Andre Johnson, included Jimmy Johnson. That group was barely used to my understanding. To, they're, they're, they weren't leaned on by any stretch of the imagination. Now, when you look into this search, owner Cal McNair says that he is gonna have a much larger role in this head coaching search as opposed to the previous ones. We don't know what that role is going to be because yesterday during the press conference, he had an opening statement and then sat in the front row and didn't take any questions. So we don't know what that role is going to be, but there's a lot of questions as a head coach that you would have if you're trying to fill this vacancy in Houston. Now, Nick Casario says that they are going to be welcomed, that those are fair questions to ask him in the process. It just is a very interesting process in Houston from the coach's perspective of things. No, look, James nailed it uh, um, unsurprisingly. But here's the thing. Casario said at his press conference that race was not going to be a factor in this. Race is a factor with the Houston Texans among coaches who are out there who are diverse candidates. And why do I say that? Two years ago, we know when Jack Easterby was there, they had a strong interest in going after Josh McCown, who had never coached in the NFL or at the collegiate level. But what did they do when there was pushback on that? They went out and they hired David Culley, who was black, and fired him after one season. 
The next year, who do they hire? Lovey Smith, who was not even a candidate for the job. He was actually one of the consultants in their search. When did they hire him? After Brian Flores filed his discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. So for Casario to say race is not a factor, that may be true in his eyes, but it is not true in the eyes of some candidates who are looking at the Houston Texans. Secondly, I want to move to another franchise. I want to move to the Arizona Cardinals here, who have both a GM and a head coaching opening. It appears that owner Michael Bidwell is going to try and fill his GM job first. He has already interviewed internal candidates, Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. And today he has Jerry Reese in the building for interviews. So from that standpoint, I would say, Steve, James, we can look for them potentially to try and address the GM candidate uh, vacancy first. Yeah, Jim, th th those are great points. It it'll be interesting, though, it in Arizona, the GM situation, will the new coach have to report to the general manager or to the owner? Because, you know, people like Sean Payton will be like, if I'm interested, mm -hmm. I need to have that authoritarian type of control like he had in New Orleans, worked well with general manager Mickey Loomis and Kai Harley down there, the salary cap guy. And, and same in Houston. Nick Casario is leading the search. Is he going to even look at a candidate, you know, that may want that type of control? Or is he going to look for a candidate to say, hey, look, I've, I run things here. You know, you kind of report to me. So to, James kind of started this off with the right tone. These candidates need to be asking a lot of serious questions of ownership and leadership before they put their careers on the line instead of saying, hey, it's one of 32. Now, we know someone's going to say it's one of 32. The money's going to be good, but what does that do to your reputation after the fact if you go to a situation where if you look at the list of teams with those five openings, there's a reason why they're constantly hiring coaches every four or five years, if even that long, and it starts at the yep. top. And they're all great points here because so often you look at it and go, well, do they have a quarterback? Do I want that quarterback? Do I want to work with Kyler? Do I want to work with Russell? Hey, maybe I want to work in Houston. I have a top five pick. I could go get my quarterback. It runs so much deeper than that. Yes, these jobs are all one of 32, but they're not all built the same way. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.